the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Can you imagine Christmas without Christ? As God's children, we must realize that without Jesus, there's no redemption, no salvation, no hope for eternal life in the Father's presence, and no Christmas. Join us today as Pastor Rander teaches how God in His wisdom sent Jesus to dwell among us and save us in this message, Emmanuel. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. The Savior of the world, the King of the universe, they beat Him down. A travesty of injustice. But because He was struck We who trust Jesus Christ alone would be healed of our spiritual uh, sins and spiritual diseases and, 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 and redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's dealing with redemptive stripes for a spiritual healing of, of, of God bringing man back to himself. Uh, uh, this, this, This is very important. This prophecy emphasizes also, listen at this closely now. This prophecy emphasizes the substitutionary death of Christ. Say substitution. This prophecy emphasizes the one I just read, uh, Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, the substitutionary death of Christ. He suffered to procure, which means to obtain our peace with God. Now you say, why is this, why do you call this the substitutionary passage here? Uh, You know, when you say substitutionary death of Christ, you know, it it, it means that Jesus died in our place. You know, that was a time before I started teaching in a permanent teaching role. I was a substitute teacher and a substitute teacher takes the place of the teacher and functions in that teacher's teacher's role. I was in that. But now that wasn't my place. I had to give that up because I was only there, you know, to to what? Substitute. Right. Well, Jesus is our divine substitute. And he did what no man else could do. No no other man could do. He died in our place. And you know why this is called, to me, the substitutionary passage? I love it. Because five times in verses four and five of Isaiah 53, you, you see the word our. Now, if you got your Bibles, why don't you underline it? Underline it. Let's go back and look at it again. Y'all hanging with me? Come on, y'all hanging with me? This is Maranatha Bible Church. Now look, surely he has borne our, that's one, what, griefs, not his griefs, our, and carrying what? Our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted, but he was wounded for what? Our transgressions. He was bruised for what? Not his sins. He had no sins. Uh, our in our place, the chastisement for who, whose our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Our, 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 
I was, that's, that's exciting. That Jesus did it for you. He did it for me. He did it for your child. He did it for the worst of sinners. The worst of sinners. If ever, we ought to be a glad people. Well, getting a new car not make us glad. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, that, that's not the ultimate gladness. What are, you ought to get glad before you get a car. You ought to be glad before you can buy something new. You ought, if you don't get a gift, you ought to still be glad because you got Jesus. And when you got Jesus, he's enough. How many of y'all know he's enough? He's enough. He's enough. He's enough. Matter of fact, I'm going to say something big here. I really believe we would enjoy Christmas more if we just got satisfied with what God has given us and not be ripping and running, trying to get this and that to please folk that don't like us anyhow are going to forget about what we did the next day. I bet we have a nice Christmas if we could just go somewhere in the woods and get in a log cabin. Just us and our families and have our own little food, our own little cabin, our own little time. And all during the Christmas season, it's going to be the word us and we're just going to join. We're not going to get, we're not worried about the trees. We're not worried about lights. We're not worried about Santa. We're not worried about Macy's. We're not worried about Dillis. We're just going to get somewhere and enjoy Jesus, enjoy the essence of our family. And stop killing ourselves for a sale. Black Friday. Now they got a Monday. What's that Monday called? They created all these days. Y'all run. Oh, Cyber Monday. That was time you know what a Cyber Monday was. And you get all hyped up. Now you wait. You go from Black Friday to Cyber Monday. Next year it's going to be what? Who knows? Whatever it is, you're going to be in on it. Our death. Oh, this is just, oh God, help me. Jesus died to fulfill prophecy that spoke of his death. Jesus fulfilled prophecies that spoke of his death. Isaiah 53, 12b. Isaiah 53, 12b, it says, because he poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bore the sins of many huh, and made intercession for the transgressors. How do you make intercession? You say, well, how did he make intercession? Intercession? Uh, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they what. And he was doing that for those who were, uh, who, who were sinning against him. Tra- they were transgressors. Uh, Father, forgive them. Christ died that we might live if we would only trust Jesus Christ alone by grace through faith. He died that we would live. If he had not come, had not died, we would not have life eternally. Then Jesus spoke, uh, the prophecy spoke of Jesus' resurrection. There was prophecies concerning Jesus' resurrection. Uh, Jesus fulfilled prophecies that spoke of his resurrection. Psalm 16, 9 through 10. Psalms 16, chapter 16, verses 9 and 10. It says, therefore, my heart is glad. And my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. 
Oh my God, that's, that's awesome. In other words, Jesus did not stay in that grave. We have hope beyond the grave because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have hope beyond the grave because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this year, a whole lot of us have lost loved ones or friends, or relatives or whomever. But when, when, when we go to funerals or memorial services or whatever we go to, we can realize that we can grieve, but not as if we have no hope. Because Jesus Christ took the sting uh, from death and victory from the grave. And we can rejoice in the, in the God who took away the sting of death. Number two, Jesus came to save lost humanity. So, so Jesus came to fulfill prophecy. Now we are, the big idea is that Jesus came to save lost humanity from sin. That's why he came. He came to save lost humanity from sin. Matthew one twenty one says, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will what? Save his people from their sins. And let me tell you something. Jesus didn't come to save the environment. Now we, we ought to, we, we, we ought to be good stewards of the environment. We ought to seek to have clean air. And, you know, I don't care nothing about these folk with global warming and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not getting into all of that. God controls everything. Amen. God controls everything. So I think, I think we ought to be good stewards over it, but we ought not become fanatics and we ought not abuse God's creation. We ought to appreciate what God has blessed us with for his glory and our good. But Jesus didn't come to save the environment. Jesus didn't come to save endangered species. You know, a lot of folks save the whale, save the cuckoo bird, save the nutcracker, save, just save the fly, save, save the whale, save Shamu, save the deer. All those deer out in our neighborhood. I said, look at all them bambies. Where's my gun? Deer everywhere. I said, where's my, I mean, that's deer meat. Somebody talking about don't, don't, you know, we, what you call that? We don't believe in killing animals. I said, you'd have died. Uh, 50, 100 years ago, you didn't hunt, you didn't eat, you didn't go fishing, you didn't raise crop, with no HEBs and Walmarts. Amen. You went out there and you shot that rabbit. You shot that squirrel. How you, how you quails and all those things. And you ate. That's right. Won't y'all say amen? Wasn't freezers, you had smokehouses. Anybody know about smokehouses? You cure that meat? And sold it down, put it out there in that smokehouse. It wasn't no uh, proof house. It was just a little tin shack. But they, they fixed that meat, grandma, a certain kind of way, and you ate good. And that meat was good. It wasn't no freezers. Wasn't freezers. Wasn't no freezers. You did that. You went out you went under the house and got the eggs. Uh, and you got those eggs and you ate. You you killed that pig too. Got you some ham. You you ran that chicken down and you put them up, clean them out. Anybody? These young folk don't know about that. You clean up. You don't just you put them up and work all of it. Impurities out of them. Then you kill them. And then you clean you clean them and pluck, pluck them and all that. Fry them and eat it. Some of people talking about I can't eat that chicken. She I just saw that chicken running around here. You you died. <laughs> <laughs> you died. 
We got pests today that would have been eaten yesterday. <laughs> save. Say, just save this. And save that. You know, just save, save everything. But you know what? But matter of fact, we want to save all and won't save babies. Won't say everything. Won't say baby. It's you know, you better not mess with those eagles. You better not mess with an eagle or eagle's egg. That eggs you better not mess with. But we kill babies and don't think nothing of it. Don't kill nothing. Don't kill. We kill them and don't even and, and, and kill babies to, to keep from being embarrassed. Mary had that baby, even though she she was willing to suffer embarrassment to have a baby that wasn't uh, that, that that a man didn't have a part of. How's she gonna tell a town community I'm pregnant and no no man have anything to do with it? There wasn't no in vitro fertilization and all that stuff back then. You know how they did stuff in dishes and they mixed the stuff up. It wasn't all that stuff. Y'all know what I'm talking about. What none of that. She would go out in the neighborhood. Well, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant, and, and God did it. She got, now you know that's that, that's blasphemy. They, 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 they killed that girl. Yeah, they, they know, you know what they, they say? You lying? We never heard of that. Just say you sin. We're gonna stone you to death. You know. And yet they save all these other things. Save the air. Save everything. And then Jesus didn't come to overthrow the political system. Did not do that. You know he could have overthrown the system of his day. Uh, but but he did not do that. And I'm a t- I preach the word, but my my premise I I am I am not going to get out this pulpit and run for anybody's office. Amen. Now you that's you can do it. You say why don't he do more? Won't you do more? You go get in it. Amen. And if you be and if you stand for Jesus and don't lose your convictions as you run, we Amen. I I support you. I can't be all things to all people. Folk need saving. And you can't save folk through politics. Oh, God. You can't legislate hell out of folk. You can't legislate sin out of folk. You say, well, let's educate them. That's what they're doing in jail. They're educating them. But rehab doesn't bring about transformation. That's why they try to kick us out the jails. Because the devil knows we got the real source. Jesus, the gospel, brings change. You come out a rehab devil. Yeah, man. You try, I got more education. I'm all right. No, you're not. You're just a more clever devil. If you're not, if you don't get that tempered and transformed by the Holy Ghost, you're just a clever devil. See, we, we use all this, you can't, we use this secular stuff to accomplish a spiritual end. Oh, y'all hanging with me. I, I'm lost nobody. I'm getting cranked out now. He, Jesus didn't come for the environment. He didn't come for endangered species. He, species. He did not come for the, the, to overthrow the political system. Jesus wasn't a Republican. He wasn't a Democrat. He wasn't whatever is out there. He came to save sinners. He came to save sinners. He will save. Say save. You will save me. Rescue. That's right. Deliver. 
You in a fire, and I dash in that fire and drag you out there. You drowning, and I jump in there. But don't depend me to do it. I drown with you. I, you don't do, I can't help you. I can't. I drown. I go down. We both going down. Get somebody. Don't get me. But I'm just. I'm really analogizing now. But jump in there and bring you out. You know, I, I have saved you. I've saved you. And you say, that's, that's rescue. That's self. And that's what Jesus did. He came to save sinners. Luke 19, 19, 10. Luke, the gospel of Luke chapter 19, verse 10 says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to seek and to what? Save that which was lost. John 10, 10 says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus, I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. John 129, I love this, the gospel of John 129 says, the next day, John saw Jesus. Ooh, God Almighty. John, 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 John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The sin of the world. The Lamb of God. The sin. He came to save us from our sins. That's why we, everybody under my voice, I ought to know why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate the fact that Jesus was born to save us from our sins. Number three, God sent Emmanuel because of his sacrificial love for mankind. God sent Emmanuel because of his what? Sacrificial love for mankind. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoso believeth in him should not what? Perish but have everlasting life. God loves us with an unconditional love. If he did not, we'd all be in a whole bunch of trouble. There is, he loved us in spite of ourselves. He loved us with an unconditional love. There is nothing you can do to make God love you any more or any less. Nothing you can do. He loves you as much as he can love you right now. I don't care how bad. You say, at my worst, he lo-. Yes. Now, that's hard for people to do. But God loves us at our best and at our worst. As a matter of fact, even when he chastens us, he chastens us in love. Even when we go, even if some choose to go to hell, he'll love you to hell. You see that? He'll stop loving you. He, he'll love you. Say, if you were so hell bent on rejecting me, I will love you enough to give you what you want. That's big. I'll love you enough to give you what you want. I'll give you what you asked for only for you to discover you didn't know what you were asking for. Oh God, this is a, this is something in this message. Number four. God sent Jesus to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. This is powerful. God sent Jesus to what? Redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoptions as sons. Galatians chapter four, verses four and five. I I know it's on the screen, but please turn there. Galatians chapter four, verses four and five. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. You see, 
It was, it was born under the law to redeem those who were what? Under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. Say adoption. Underline that word. That's a beautiful word. Adoption. Adoption is the act of bringing someone who is the offspring of another into one's own family. It, it, it is the act of bringing someone who is the offspring of another into one's own family. And that's a beautiful thing when you can have a couples who can't have children and they decide to adopt a child and choose a child and love a child like God chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Adoption, or you may have children, but you just want to reach out and love another child. It's not that you can't have children. You just want another child to come in your family who would who would who needs a who needs parents in a loving environment. Adoption is the act of bringing someone who is the offspring of another into one's own family. Since we were all born a child of the devil, the only way we can become God's children is through spiritual adoption. All of us were born a child of the devil. I don't care how cute that baby is. That baby is still lost. Now, if that did, they used to, what if my baby die, died when he was a baby? She was a baby. That baby would automatically go to heaven because that baby was not able to make a rational decision to, to accept or reject the Lord Jesus Christ. What David at the, at the death of his baby said, um, uh, I, I, uh, he can't come to me, but I can go to him. You know, so babies and those uh, those who are mentally challenged, you can't make those kinds of decisions. God has a special place in the arms of Jesus for them. Amen. Adoption is so beautiful and we need so many more people to adopt. Some people try over and over and over for years and years and years to have a child. Well, I'm not going to adopt. I'm still waiting. And usually a whole lot of times uh, when you decide to adopt, then you get pregnant. That happens a lot, too. There are many cases about that. And sometimes people have them late. We have a couple here had twins late. And uh, sometimes children come early or whatever happens. Um, God is in control. Uh, I never forget my wife. When, when I started dating her, she said, I want you to know one thing. I said, what's that? I can't have children. And I said, well, we'll just let God take care of that. I did not want to be with her because she couldn't have children. I said, God can work out anything. I mean, with God, what? All things are possible. You look how y'all, li- y'all like these personal illustrations. Y'all listen real good. So we had the first one, and the child died about eight months in pregnancy. I was teaching school, took the kids to Beaumont on a train trip. I was teaching school. They told Mr. Draper, go to the hospital. And I went to the hospital, and we lost that first child. We should have. We got one in glory, and we have two here. And uh, she was a little girl. She would have been our, our oldest and uh, she's she's in she's in heaven and we will see her. We will see her there. But then we had later on. Here come Andrea and here come Randy. And I said, oh, God, here they come. <laughs> what about this business about you couldn't have no children? And, and Randy came so quick. I said, now, who did that? <laughs> so 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 I don't make those kind of. But if we couldn't have couldn't have had a child. We would we would adopt, and then we have then we did adopt another way. Gerald came into our home with nowhere to stay, homeless, nowhere, very poor, and God brought him into our family, 
and uh, he has a child that's taken on a name and his children come over and they get things under the tree and do, we treat them as our own because they are our own. He stayed in our house until he went to college, went off. But what I'm saying is that there are a whole lot of ways you can adopt and love on children. You see, God did not sin. It says, look, look what it says. But when, look at Galatians 4, 4. That's why I want you to turn to it. But when the fullness of time had come, let me say that again. But when the fullness of time had come, one more time. But when, underline that, underline it. But when the fullness of time, I got a label with this. God did not send his son Jesus too early, nor did he send him too late. Jesus came into the world at just the right time. In human history. He didn't come too early. Didn't come too late. And they had been looking for him. A lot of folk died looking for Jesus. Just like we may die looking for the rapture. But that's all right. If the rapture don't come. To be to be absent in the body. Still to be what? Present with the Lord. So we still go be with him. He did not come too late or too early. I'm going to tell you something. There's some big spiritual implications on this. We are most effective and productive in the kingdom as we wait on the Lord to give us divine permission to carry out our assignment. I repeat that. We are most what? Effective and productive in the kingdom as we wait on the Lord. You know why we make a mess? We don't wait on the Lord to give us divine permission to carry out our assignment. Refuse to allow people to pressure or remove you from his perfect will for your life. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.